Welcome to Matthew's World of Wine and Drink, an educational podcast dedicated to teaching you all about the wines of the world, the different regions, the different styles, the different grape varieties, and the history and culture of wine. Today we're going to focus on Germany once more, continuing our investigation into the wines of that large country. And today we're going to focus on the different wine regions of Germany. We'll start with one of the more northerly regions, Ahr, which is also one of the smallest. It's just 530 hectares in size, located along the banks of the river Ahr, on steep southeast-southwest facing slopes, which rise up to 300 metres high. And these slopes, because they're south facing, are protected from the northerly winds. The soils are slate, basalt and clay, and these dark soils reflect heat back onto the vines, aiding ripening in what otherwise would be a cool environment, so those slopes, the protection in the soils, all helping ripening. And this is why Spätburgunder or Pinot Noir dominates plantings here, despite it being so far north. It's actually 61% of plantings. The Spätburgunder used to be made in a medium-sweet style, but now it's made in a more modern, international style. It's dry, and there's more oak being used to give tannins and structure to the wines. Largely consumed by local consumers, who enjoy the style greatly, there are five large co-ops making the wine here, as well as smaller producers. Then we go further south to the Mosul, a much larger and more famous region, with 9,500 hectares. The slopes here are famously steep, and over half of the vineyards here have a gradient of 26% or more, and this is where the quality Riesling is grown. On the flatter vineyards, the quality is lower. The grape variety is Muller Thurgau. But we'll concentrate on the high quality Riesling, which is expensive to make because of those really steep slopes. Frost is a problem. Temperatures only reach 18 degrees in the summer, so not that warm. And there are cold nights in the autumn going into winter, which are ideal for ice vine. So the wines here are low alcohol and delicate. Cabinet is the most popular style here for that reason. Low alcohol, delicate, fresh, with high acidity. Even when the wine has 30 grams per litre of residual sugar, the wine can still taste only off-dry because of that high acidity. A third of the production in the Mosul is under Grosslager name. So Grosslager is a, a large vineyard encompassing quite a large area. Most famous is Piesporter Mickelsberg. And these large areas are not necessarily an indication of quality. And Piesporter Mickelsberg is very well known, but really is not the highest quality style of wine in the Mosul. More significant are the Einzelagen, or the single vineyards, of which there are 500, and 60 of those are the most important. We can divide the Mosul into two regions, the lower Mosul, which begins in the eastern end at Koblenz, where there are lots of steep vineyards with stony slate soils. The steepest vineyard, in fact, has a gradient of 65%, which is hard to imagine. And then there is the middle Mosul, where the best vineyards are in the district of the Bern Castell, and we have the villages of Enkirk, Wolf, and Kinheim, which have blue and red slate soils. Of Erden, which has red slate soils and produces wines of citrus aromas. Erzig, which produces wines of spicy, strawberry, even kiwi aromas. And the most famous vineyard here is Versgarten. And Vers means spice, Garten means garden, so spice garden. And remember how German lab labels are termed? If you see a wine that says Erziger Wurzgarten, it means the vineyard is Wurzgarten from the village of Erzig. Then we also have the villages of Zeltingen, Velen, Grach, and Bernkastel, where the slopes are south-facing to really maximize that sun exposure. And here we have stone fruits and nuts and oil. 
And then there is also a Grosslager called Grosslager Badstube, which is probably the only first-class Grosslager in Germany. And then the other famous village is Peaceport, which we mentioned before, Peaceport of Mikkelsberg. Here the slopes are in an amphitheatre, so they really receive and um, kind of capture that sun, producing rich and tropical wines. And here the most famous vineyard is Goldtropfen. So all these quality vineyards are producing Riesling. This is high quality, high acid, low alcohol Riesling. There are also two other rivers in the region, the Saar and the Ruwe, where the vineyards are higher up, which means there's a difficulty in ripening. So if we go slightly further east to Naha, another river, where the, sl where the slopes and the vineyards are based on both sides of the river, with over 4,000 hectares of plantings. Here there are three distinct regions, and then we go from west to east. In the west, we have steep, terraced Riesling, south-facing slopes again, to maximise that sun, sun exposure, with sandstone and slate soils. The temperatures here are warm and balmy, and so the wines are more pronounced in their flavours, more pungent, spicy and mineral. We have famous villages of Monsigen, Meddersheim, Schloss Böckelheim, Oberhausen, Niederhausen, Norheim and Treisen. And then we go east to Bad Kreuznach, a large town, where the soils are loose and clay. The um, slopes are less steep, so the wines are more full-bodied and not as high quality. And then further east again to Bingen, where the Naha meets the Rhine, the soils are slate and quartz, and again they're steep and terraced. Here the flavours are citrus and stone fruits, and a real mineral quality to the Riesling. And the villages of Dorsheim and Munstersarmsheim produce the highest quality Riesling. And then we go to the River Rhine, the biggest river or the longest river in Germany, around which many of the famous vineyards are based. And this is divided into three areas, the Mittel Rhine, which is north of Naha, a small region known for its spectacular hilltop castles. It can produce outstanding Riesling, but this is mainly for local consumption. And although this is further north, the river does have a warming effect, which is why that outstanding Riesling can be produced. Then we have the Rheingau, the most famous region in Germany with steep slopes and varied soils. Cold winters, but again, the south-facing slopes warm up the environment. And here the vines have learnt over time to tolerate the cold weather. 78% of plantings are to Riesling, and the best Riesling is from low yields. Increasingly, the wines are becoming dry for international um, fashion, but sweet Riesling is what the region is known for. There's also 13% Spätburgunder on the steep slope slopes of Assmannhausen. There are seven co-ops here, and a third of plantings are done by uh, part-time growers. And there's a series of villages along the banks of the river with low sand and marl soils. So we mentioned Assmannhausen for the Spätburgunder, and then we go to Rudersheim, when we're going east, where the slopes start to get steep and we have wines with peach and spice aromas. Then Geisenheim, which is a village which holds the leading viticultural institute. Johannesburg, famous for the Schloss Johannesburg winery, which dates back to the 1100s. And then Winkel and Erstricht, and then two really high quality villages, Hattenheim and Erbach. And then there are also some villages away from the river, which are great in hot summers, Halgarten, Kiedrich, and Rauenthal. And then we go further south to Rheinhessen, and although this is further south, it's actually a bit cooler, because Rheingau has those south-facing slopes to warm up the environment. It's a large and varied region with over 26,000 hectares of plantings. The highest quality part of the Rheinhessen is the Rheinterrasse. A third of the, the Rheinhessen's Riesling is planted here, with peach, citrus and smoked meat aromas. And the quality here becomes because the slopes are protected from the wind from the west by mountains, and the soils here are red, with some lurse, sand and chalk. Elsewhere in Rheinhessen, Müller-Thurgau is still the most planted grape variety, followed by Dornfelder. 
and half of the region's wines are sold as a brand or as Grosslager, such as Niersteiner Guter's Domtal, which is the most famous, but now with a low reputation. Then we go um, further south again to Falz, and here we're getting close to Alsace in France. And this used to be called Rheinfalz, but it's been abbreviated to Falz. Another large region, 23,400 hectares of plantings. And here we have quantity and quality, and quality is really improving in the Falz. This is a sunny, dry region. There are different regions within the Falz. There's the Mittelhart, which is north of the town of Neustadt, and this has the best-known vineyards, with sandstone and volcanic soils. Riesling dominates in the villages as we go south to north, in Ruppeltabers, Deidersheim, Forst, Wackenheim, Bad Dürkheim, Ungstein, and Karlstadt. Around Neustadt, the vineyards are less known, but they're still high quality, because growers are really focusing on quality here. Then south of Neustadt, we have high yields, low quality varieties, although that area is improving. Here, it is warm enough for Spätburgunder, even though it's technically north of Alsace, it's a warm environment, and red wines are increasing here, with the increasing use of oak as well. Dornfelder is made quite widely here, and it can be like Beaujolais, young and fruity, but it's also increasingly been taken seriously and been aged in oak. 50% of the wines of the Falz are trocken, so dry white wines. Because of that warm weather, you get a nice richness to them. And we also have full-bodied Grosses Gewachs. The Grosses Gewachs are single vineyard, dry wines. 50% of the growers here do sell their grapes. So Germany has that very European attitude where you have small growers selling their grapes to co-ops or to producers. And then we have another small, less well-known region called Hessische Bergstrasse. Small, just 454 hectares in size. But the Riesling here is in sim similar in quality to the Rheingau, which is nearby. And here, the region produces high-quality ice vine. Moving away from the Rhine and going further inland, we go to Franken along the Main River, where there's over 6,000 hectares of plantings. Here the winters are severe, it's a really continental climate, with spring frosts and exposure to cold winds. So harvests do vary in size from year to year. Franken is most known for Silvada, and although plantings are decreasing, it's still 21% of all plantings and still the top quality wine. It does need top quality sites, such as the vineyard of Würzbergerstein, or the slopes of Steigenwald, or the village of Castell. And as I mentioned in the, the grape varieties of Germany, Silvana produces this earthy, high acidity style of wine, always bottled in Boxbeutel, those oval-shaped bottles. And the wines of Franken usually are single varietal. Müller-Thurgau dominates with 36% of plantings, and it can be of decent quality. A crossing, Bacchus, also is planted here, 12% of plantings, and in the Steigen, Steigerwald vineyard, when the yields are low, the quality can be surprisingly high and elegant. There's Riesling, there's Rieslana, which is a crossing between Silvana and Riesling, which has high acidity and a rich body, so that it can be good for Auschleser and um, riper styles of wine. Scheurebe, which produces quite intense wines, and Spätburgunder, Pinot Noir. 60% of the wines here are trocken, sweet wine rarely excels in Franken, and co-ops do dominate, and a lot of the wine is sold locally. Another small region is Württemberg, which is growing, and here we're going further south towards the city of Stuttgart. Nearly 12,000 hectares of plantings, all around the Neckar River. Here, steep terraces dominate again, and irrigation is allowed in this area when the gradient is more than 30%. Lots of small growers, 20% of the grapes are Riesling, but a lot of red wines which are light and pale to suit local tastes, from the Trollinger, Lemberger and Spätburgunder grapes. 
remembering that Lemberger is Blaufrankisch in Austria and Keckfrankosch in Hungary. Then the most southerly region in Germany is Baden, and this is 400 kilometers long, so not just the most southerly but the longest, with nearly 16,000 hectares of plantings. This is the warmest region of Germany also, so 40% of the wines made are red, higher than the average in Germany of 34%. Higher alcohol also. This is also a much wetter region than the rest of uh, the wine-growing regions of Germany, with 1,200 metres of rainfall, which can fall in quite sudden and strong bursts. Vineyard erosion has historically been a problem, but 75% of the vineyards have been reconstructed, so there's been a lot of work in Germany to make the vineyards more workable and more efficient. Co-ops make 85% of the wine, but these co-ops do encourage growers to have low yields to ensure quality. It's further south than Alsace, in France, but higher yields mean the, white, the whites are less concentrated, but the reds are darker and richer. Spätburgunder is certainly the most um, important red grape here, and for the white grapes we have Weissburgunder and Grauburgunder, producing fuller-bodied styles of wines. In Baden, which is a large region, there are nine Bereika, so Bereika are regions within the, the larger area of Baden. So they have Tauberfranken, which has over 700 hectares around the river Tauber, and this is where spring frosts can be a, plant, can be a problem, so vineyards are planted high to avoid that. And here we have Müller Thurgau and Spätburgunder, usually bottled in Boxbeutel, like neighbouring Franken. Going further south, we have Badischer Bergstrasse, and then we have Kreitgau and Ottenau, which are the two best known uh, Bereika, where there's one co op really dominates. Riesling and Spätburgunder grown on steep slopes. Breisgau is also dominated by a vast co op. Tuniberg is, is a lighter style of wine. Mark Grefferland is an easy drinking style of wine, mainly flowing from Chasselas. And then Bodensee, which in English is Lake Constance, which has acidity and an elegance on the border of Switzerland. And then finally, there are two other regions which are emerging, Saale, Unstrut, and Sachsen. And these are, what are in what was East Germany. And so these regions are recovering from communism, and they're still small, and they're still working on improving quality. They have fairly steep slopes, and there's still lots of Muller Thurgau here. There's definitely potential for quality, but it's still early days after the fall of communism less than 30 years ago. So those are the regions of Germany. Complicated, yes. Exciting, yes. Thank you for listening. I'm Matthew, and this has been Matthew's World of Wine and Drink.